Welcome to another new edition of the Good Food Farm. We are we have a good one. Well, we're leading up to Thanksgiving. Finally, it's here. Yep, and we're going to be talking to Miley Carpenter today from Food Network, and also she came out with a couple of great publications here that we're going to get dive into. And here we go, Ron. Let's go. Miley, thank you for stopping by. And uh, well, the Food Network magazine has it's a Thanksgiving edition, which is perfect. Um, Miley, how did you get um, involved in the food industry? Oh, gosh, that goes way back. But then I also married into it. So I've just my whole life is food, food, food. <laughs> my husband has the restaurants. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've been obsessed with food since I was a little kid. I used to go like read food magazines at the library, a little food nerd and um, just sort of stuck with it. Yeah. Miley, speaking of that, yes, yeah, Stretch Pizza by Wally Dufresne. I mean, one of the best in the city right now. Did that help you to do this pizza book at all? Did you have the pillow talk about pizza? <laughs> A lot. He's, he's a perfect consultant. Um, <laughs> it was funny when I was doing publicity for the book, here I am out there. These recipes all came from Food Network Kitchen. So I wasn't the developer of these recipes, but I became the spokesperson for the book. So it was this great irony that he's actually making pizza all day. And I was the one out there talking like some sort of pizza expert. <laughs> I love it. What's some of your favorite pizza places in New York? Oh, you can't put me on the spot like that. I, welcome. You have to answer that. You answer that question first. <laughs> oh, that's smart. She likes. I like that, Molly. Good, good move. <laughs> in New Jersey, I always order urban tomatoes. In New York, I just go to Mama's too. Oh yeah, yeah, good ones. Like you. Yeah, I like land, land Street. Just moved to the West Village, which I'm happy about. So I don't have to shrink out to Brooklyn anymore. Uh -huh. And I like Cafe Pizza. They're also downtown on Gold Street. That doesn't need oh, yeah. lots of pizza. Yeah, they're really good. And now, now your now your turn. What are your favorites? Oh, jeez, like stretch. <laughs> oh, I mean Raza in New Jersey. I know everyone loves Raza, but um, it's just always amazing. And um, and for a slice upside, I don't know if you know upside. It's fantastic. So um, I love stopping by. There's there. two in Midtown. I love both of them. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. I Great. think that's one of the best slices in New York City for sure. Upside's like such an underdog. You're right. I think so too. Yeah. So there you go. I gave it up. I said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Wiley. <laughs> <laughs> I went stretch. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> no fights at home. Let's go. It's the holidays. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, is, such a, is, a, is a recognizable brand. What do you think that makes the magazine stand out? Like people are buying them month after month. I mean, you know, with a with any food, it, well, actually, this is true of cookbooks too, but certainly food magazines, I think it comes down to trust, right? This is a brand that's been around a long time and these kitchen, I mean, the, the chefs in that kitchen are incredible and they're testing and retesting recipes. So I think it's just kind of confidence that you, and look, Thanksgiving is not something you want to sort of go out and try all sorts of <laughs> new things and, and not know what you're doing and like trust a new source. So I think especially when it comes to the holidays, People want to know they're in good hands and and, and getting recipes that'll work. So I I I really think that's what um, that's what sets it apart. Well, how about when it comes to publications in general, right? Because print's always getting like a thing where it's like, oh, is it going to go dead or not? But what do you think? Because I mean, these magazines, I have a bunch of them, Food Network ones. I never throw them out. Besides this, Savor and Food Arts magazines, they're my favorites because they're just well done. What do you think of that? Oh, food arts. That's the best. Yes. You're my you are my people. Um, <laughs> no, but you know what? We always say it's the it's a little it's the difference between um, information and inspiration. And I think when you're in print, 
you're there to get inspired, right? You're in the frame of mind that you just kind of want to see something that you want to make. And so the medium of print is great for that because you, you don't know what you're going to go there for. You're just going to open it up and, and, and get inspired versus when you're going online, that's great for just getting basic information. If you want to know what temperature your turkey needs to be or, you know, how you're going to defrost it. Sure. Look that up online. You're going to get it faster and then, you know, flipping through and looking for it. But if you want to sit back and kind of plan your menu or really think about what might be fun to try that's new, that's, that's harder to do online. So I think that's why, um, I think that's why we're still, we're still here. Thank goodness. Yes. You have different stuffing recipes, mashed potatoes. Which is the one of the most requested recipes that you guys people need help in during Thanksgiving? Oh God! I mean, with the turkeys, always you know, I think people need uh, reassurance with the bird, right? Meanwhile, like it kind of—I'm going to sound this sounds awful that I'm saying this, but to me, the turkey is like the least important part of the meal. Like, it's like the least delicious. Let's be honest, turkeys is not that great of meat, um, and so I don't really stress about it. Well, I also don't stress about it because it, Wiley makes the bird and I do the sides. So it's not my problem. But um, I just think if you get all the sides right, everybody's happy. You can dump a bunch of gravy on your turkey and whatever you do to it, it's really not going to be a problem. And the cocktails in here too, you cannot miss with these too. How'd you come up with those? Well, those are, uh, we like doing very easy cocktails. I, I don't know um, if you guys, I don't know how you feel about uh cocktails versus uh, wine and spirits, but we drink a lot of cocktails at home. Um, and I'll even make them for myself sometimes, uh, you know, while it's working, but I need them to be easy. I'm not going to be putting like six or seven ingredients in our cocktail. So we asked the kitchens to come up with three ingredient cocktails. And I think even if you're not a regular cocktail drinker, Thanksgiving is a fun time to, you know, break out something new before the, before the feast. Yeah. These are good ones. Um, how, how do you stay current with all the food trends and development for the magazine? How do I, so, sorry, how do food trends? How do you stay current with all the food trends and developing it for the magazine? I mean, we, you know, Thanksgiving's funny that way because I'm not sure people want trendy things for Thanksgiving. Um, so we always, we always think about that and, and do it. And you, you'll see that if you flip through and look at the recipes, you'll see some really traditional recipes that kind of check the box of what people expect to to, to taste. I mean, Thanksgiving's about taste memories for me. You know, I want, I want my mom's stuffing and some of the side dishes we ate growing up. So what I think most people do is probably do those um, kind of traditional dishes and then throw in a couple new ones. And so that's what, that's sort of how we plan the, the mix of recipes in the book. And I think how most people, I don't know, what do you guys do? Do you do the same? Are, are you argue with a family then you have pie? <laughs> <laughs> Miley, I'm looking at the food news section. I love that because we used to do food news, but I like everything here because I want to make everything. I want to buy everything, and I want to really support these um, these uh, products that you, you're promoting here. Because even the cookbooks, I never heard of any of them, but they're incredible. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we're. Um, I have to. I had to actually like build extra shelves in our home for our cookbooks because. <laughs> I think Wiley's at like 2000 and counting or something. We, we has a storage unit that we send some of them to. I just, I cannot keep up. I was like, if you buy a new one, you have to give one away. But um, yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of, a lot of cookbooks in this house, but um, it's this, I, I also like um, kind of keeping up with the new ones and these are some good ones. Yeah. Yes. Um, what's your favorite part about the, your job of being an editorial uh, magazine? Um, how do you break down a recipe? Cause I'm sure you get so many, per dish 
How do we come up with the recipes? Yeah, or and yeah, and how do you um, separate country? You get like so many because Food Network, like to pick the, the right one for a magazine. Yeah, I mean, it's, this is where the test kitchens again come into come into play. The Food Network kitchens are incredible. They have a, an amazing operation, and actually, um, you can see it from the street now. I don't know if you know, they moved their kitchens. They used to be over in Chelsea Market. Um, and now the kitchens are are on the ground floor on 19th and um, Park, and you can walk by and watch them cook in there. It's really it's really fun. I mean, you can see people just stopping on their walk and watching watching the action. So they're developing that kitchen for for programming and also also for the magazine. So um, that I I that is their operation, and they're incredible at coming up with new ones. We do always think when Thanksgiving rolls around, like how are we going to do this again? <laughs> like, how do you reinvent? I wonder that with bridal magazines, like how do you do a wedding over and over and over again? But every year Thanksgiving comes and we're like, all right, here we go. Um, but they they always pull out new ideas. And like you said, there are trends that we can kind of, um, you know, I think even now when we launched the magazine 15 years ago, even now we can we can call for the new ingredients and things that people didn't have access to before that weren't in grocery stores, spices and um, sauces and things that um, just weren't, you know, weren't around and now are, are so much easier to find. So, and people will know what they are now. I think this is in general, COVID helped a lot with that. There's so many people who dabbled in it maybe before and got very serious about cooking during COVID because they had to, and they were home and, and wanted to. And so we had saw like a huge leap over those years in terms of just understanding what things are. So that's changed a lot for us in terms of what we can put into the magazine. Because everybody's going to be Instagramming all their food this year, too, more than ever before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Molly, how about when it comes to the actual chefs? I think that's trending, too. The chefs, the stars now, the celebrities. Uh, I, I look back here and I see all these chefs that we've had on our shows, too. But <laughs> to see them in my old cookbooks and my old Food Network magazines, I think they were launching pads for these chefs as well. So I think you've helped a lot of people really come to light. We, I mean, we love working with them. Well, I work all very, you see Rhea's in this chart. I don't know if you've uh, spoken mm -hmm. with her, Drama the Pioneer Woman, and that's been a very fun project for us. We um, publish her magazine and um, and her website as well. And that's, of course, a, a whole other food operation that we have. But um, I know it's the chef, the whole idea is uh, of this magazine really was that America, everyone, people were obsessed with these chefs and they would see them on TV, but TV is kind of fleeting and they, you know, they would come and they'd go and they, they really wanted to feel like they could kind of, it, it's a little bit of a connection to them. I think they could kind of hold it in their hands and feel like those chefs were in the kitchen with them, helping them along. Um, so yeah, we, we love working with them. I mean, they're, they're big stars, so they're, <laughs> they're hard to get sometimes. <laughs> We're always grateful for any time we have with them. I'm not going to tell you my favorites, but of course it happened. <laughs> Are you going to do any more of the Fenerick shows? Or after that, when you were a judge, did you just move on and said no more? Or are you going to go back to do some more of that, um, like the Bobby Flay episode you were in? <laughs> I have to keep my day job. I really have to keep my day job, you know, I'm like... <laughs> I'm not a made for TV. It's, you know what though? It's great. Uh, it's I've done through the years. I've popped up on shows here and there. I think the most out of my element I've ever been. I was a judge on Bobby and um, Guy Fieri's show tailgate warriors. And it was a, <laughs> it was a tailgating competition, like outside a stadium. I know nothing about football. I mean, nothing. And we're talking, these guys are like throwing around football terms. There was like a pump fake potato. I didn't even know what that meant. Um, 
but what's great about and guy was amazing and i like he's uh, he is just the absolute best but um what's great about these going on these tv segments is that it's really nice to see behind the scenes and kind of be reminded of the work they're doing and how hard it is to produce these shows and um so it's nice to see it from that side i also did um yeah food network star and oh man that you don't, I guess we don't realize this when you're watching TV, but the ability of those guys to come up with like quick witted comments, the minute they taste something that is so much harder than you think. And so I'm like trying to like figure out what to say as I taste each dish. And oh my gosh. Yeah. They're, they're masters of it. I said, this is, I really embarrassed myself on Food Network Star. I said, um, there was a woman in our office who used to say, if she loved something, she'd come into my office and if she saw something on my computer, she'd say, that looks so good. I'd eat it with no hands. Like, <laughs> like she'd shove her face in it, which we all thought was funny. And then I couldn't think of anything to say on Food Network Star. So I just said that and no one knew what I was talking about. They thought was like, oh God, that's a terrible comment. So I'm well, done with my TV career. My speaking of things are hard to do. Um, how do you launch your Food Network magazine and the big book of pizza at the same time? Because- they're two totally different things, right? Because I saw the mess head on here. It's like so many people involved in these things. Well, what it, what we do, and we've actually, the pizza book is, we I wouldn't call it a book series because they're not all connected. We actually just, um, we published three kids cookbooks uh, before the pizza book. But what these are, are really our best of. So the magazine's been around for 15 years and the kitchens have produced all these amazing recipes and they come and unlike, I mean, you save every issue, which we love you for, but um, not everyone does that. And so we would realize like for kids, we had all these recipes that were great for kids that kids could help make, but we had never really brought them together into one place. So these are really, these books are, we do develop some new content for them, but a lot, a lot of it is just um, content we've produced through the years that just get to, you know, what, if you love pizza, we've produced like hundreds of pizza recipes, we should put them all together. So that's what that is. It, it, um, you know, it might look harder than it is, but we didn't develop a, like a, you know, a hundred original recipes overnight. <laughs> are, are you guys uh, working on your Christmas one or are you pretty much done? Well, that's what's weird about the holidays. So obviously we're thinking about Thanksgiving right now. Um, it's next week, but I feel like I already had Thanksgiving because we made this, we made the our Thanksgiving issue in the summer. I feel like I've had Christmas already. I'm like, what are you talking about? We have to do this again. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, we have, like, I sort of have two holidays. Uh, we do Christmas in July and then we do Christmas in December. But um, the, the truth is, I don't know what I'm making for Thanksgiving. I haven't even thought about it yet. <laughs> Like, I was hoping I could work it out with you guys on this show today and just you know, figure out what my sides will be. Uh, Order in, you're in New York, so that, that makes it easier too. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, the one thing that makes me think of inspiration is that many times, like, I'll go to a farmer's market, I'm inspired by the vegetables, but I'm not inspired to think about how am I going to use those. I, I think the Food Network magazine does that too. Also, the pizza book. I was surprised on how many good recipes are here involving vegetables as well. Yeah, we like our veggies. Yeah, <laughs> everything, yeah. You know what? Everything in moderation. We've had over the years, people would say like, you know, do you guys do enough healthy content? I was like, well, we do, but we're not sticking like healthy on, on the late because that will turn people off. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> like if you, if we, we could do these amazing vegetable dishes, but if we called them vegetarian, 
half the people would be like, I'm not going to make that. It's a vegetarian. I'm like, well, we just won't call it that. It's just delicious vegetables. Try it. <laughs> but no, we do. Um, and that's, again, to my point about the like American home cooks is that access to farmer's markets is better than ever. Access to great produce in markets is better than ever. I mean, I shop at Costco sometimes and the produce is like, you know, I've been able to get really amazing produce there because they're buying in such bulk. And um, so I, we do the farmer's market too, whenever we can, but you, everyone has access to such great, you know, so many great ingredients now. Absolutely. Do you have a preview for our, your next magazine for Christmas? Um, what's, what's like the main uh, dish there? I mean, we probably, I don't want you to check the sugar content of the December issue, but I'm guessing it's <laughs> fairly high. I was like, is it too many sweets? Is it too many sweets? And then we just kept adding and adding. I was like, I, no, I mean, it's fine, right? We just go, then we we make up for it in January and come in with some some healthy content. But we, um, it's, yeah, we, we did this one, um, one of our worst selling holiday covers of all time was years ago we decided we were going to do something really like um sort of sophisticated and woodland looking and we put these sugar cookies on the cover that were like gingerbread they were all brown they were brown trees and we were like oh it'll look like a wood like a martha stewart woodland wonderland you know and we we published it and the sales were terrible and we got all these letters and we, we were like let me figure out what happened and these, these women were like i don't want to even want to put that on my table it's so sad and so after that we're like you know what we're gonna go crazy for christmas it's always going to be sweets on the cover sugar everywhere glitter <laughs> so it's all cookies and sweets and powdered sugar and um, you know that's what makes people happy Molly, in the, um, in the pizza book, I love the pro tips. Who comes up with those? Because there are a lot of things that I hear pizzaiolos actually telling each other when they're like at events and such. Those are from the the kitchens. You know, they've made so many pizzas. And like I said, they're, um, they're kind of fanatical about um, testing over there. So to my point about trust, it's like, you know, there are great recipes on TikTok, but there are also things that don't work on TikTok <laughs> and <laughs> things that don't work from people you, you know, haven't used before. So I... the the kitchens are just so trustworthy because they've made all these mistakes and they've tried all these things. There's a really interesting recipe in here um, based on a technique. Can't, I, I can't remember off the top of my head who developed it for a cacio pepe pizza that involves putting ice cubes on the dough. I mean, that's like a really technical, tricky thing that, um, you know, but we put it in there and I think the, the chefs will really kind of guide you through it and figure out how to do it right but and i will say wiley did help with some of those pro tips too i had to run them past him and make sure they were legit <laughs> i've uh, i've made a decent of when we when he opened the restaurant there were like two days when for i can't remember what the reasons were but the only human who was able to physically get there in time to make the dough was me and my daughter my two young daughters <laughs> We had to go make like a hundred pounds of pizza dough as an emergency. You know, one, one day I did it perfectly and I felt so proud of myself. And then I went back confidently to do it a second time. And I destroyed the entire batch, a hundred pounds of pizza dough that was unusable. Um, so I never did it again, but it was, I don't know, that also made me feel sort of get respect, you know, for the people who do this every day. It's so hard and you have to be so vigilant. I mean, every little detail has to be right. I, I put one wrong thing in there and it ruined everything. I think Never. it works like the only business that's open seven days a week. We don't think about that sometimes. Even restaurants are closed maybe Mondays and yeah. Tuesdays, but 
seven days a week doing the same thing, like you said. Wild. Lunch, lunch, dinner. Yeah. And, you know, people will want pizza all the time. <laughs> wow. They haven't done breakfast yet. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> In the Sinner magazine, did you come up with that slogan, Cook Like a Star? What's that? Did you come up with the slogan, Cook Like a Star? Cook Like a Star? Yeah. Uh, you know, the magazine on the side, was that you? Yeah, that was um, when we launched the magazine, we had to come up with, you know, our, our bumper sticker, our tagline. And we, I mean, that it sounds easy. It's such a process for any brand to figure this out. We oh, hired an outside consulting firm and they came up with a hundred kind of ridiculous ones. And um, I don't remember the moment that that hit us, but it sort of says everything, right? Like that's kind of what the network's all about. It's like cooking like a star. And it's it's funny to launch something. They had been around for, oh, I can't remember how long when we launched. They'd been around for what, over 25 years now? So they'd been around a long time. Like people knew what that brand was and what they wanted it to be. So it's almost harder because we had to live up to expectations of what what they wanted from Food Network, you know? And um, what we realized, it was kind of cool if you guys are, read food magazines. So we were looking at all these food magazines at the time gourmet was around and food and wine. So for all of them, Martha Stewart had everyday food and there was Rachel Ray. And so then good housekeeping, all those. And we were trying to find our place in that mix of magazines. And when we went into focus groups, we realized that people weren't buying one of those. They were buying like all of them. And they were saying, I have to buy four magazines to get what I need because one magazine will treat me like a gourmet chef and you're doing all these fancy things. And the other magazine thinks that all I want are quick weeknight meals. And they didn't, the network was doing this on the air, but they couldn't find anybody who was saying, oh, you need a 20 minute meal this night. But on the weekends, you're the same person is going to the cheese store and looking into wine and throwing big dinner parties and wants to make some huge, you know, uh, cinnamon roll project or something. So um, they wanted a magazine that did, kind of did that whole span. So like on Food Network, you were watching it and you had, you know, Sandra Lee doing her super easy, you know, you know, meals. And then you had Iron Chef and they loved that. And that's, I think, how more people cook now at home. You have a lot more people who do that whole span of cooking than just one thing. Maya, I'm thinking about all the stuff you're talking about now, the way Food Network just expanding and Hearst and everything else when it comes to the publications. If you weren't doing this, what do you think you would be doing in your career? I don't know, real estate. I don't know. <laughs> <Something else. laughs> it's, it's New York, right? So real estate. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't that seem fun? I don't know. I, I love looking at people's apartments. I think that seems really fun. Uh, I would not be a chef. I can tell you that. I went to culinary school. I was I was working in, in newspapers and magazines and I went to culinary school at night and I was like, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll become a chef. And all it took was you know, nine months of culinary school. I was like, no way. This is awful. Could never do this for a living. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a tough question, but definitely not anything in this industry. It'd be fun to try something different. That's your- Hubby would say no as well, I think, after his experiences. <laughs> um, you, you, you could have. No, I was saying, um, Wiley would say the same thing. You heard thing. you. Oh. You heard you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. Joke, joke, I want to thank you for stopping by. I'm Miley Carpenter. You have the Food Network magazine, which is out now. And also the big the big book of pizza is available now as well. Thanks, guys. And everybody follow Miley online. Miley underscore F-N-M-A-G. M-A-I-L-E underscore F-N-M-A-G.
I so think we'll have you on more often for sure. Thanks, guys. It's good to talk to you. Thank you. Pleasure meeting you too. Oh, actually, I, I met you through Johnny Uzzini and um, George Mendez in oh. No Man's Land one night. So that was the first time those, we met. I love those guys. I haven't yes. seen them in a long time. That's great. The boys. Yeah, we had boys night out and you, you and Wally with him at the bar. So much fun to see you. Oh, that's fun. You know, it's so different now. Nomad is like, what's it, the Ned now? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. The whole area is changing like like crazy. Carmelini just opened like right across the street from there. That place is yeah. great. There's an amazing bar in the back of that restaurant. It's really fun. I went to the opening the other night, the portfo uh, Portfolio Bar. Oh, yeah. Oh, portrait, por no, portrait, portrait, portrait Bar. bar. Portrait Isn't it bar, great? Portrait bar. It was incredible. They had, um, Roland, who's the guy from Fargo, um, the actor? Uh, oh, William Macy was he? He came because he was doing something with uh, Woody Creek um, dis uh, Distillers, and he oh, did five cool. songs at the event. It was unbelievable. Uh, I can't even you can't make it up. It was amazing. That's cool. And he hung, hung out with everyone drinking, and the bar is uh, beautiful, though. It's, it's well done. Oh, oh my gosh. It's so nice. They worked on it for years. But yeah, it's really, really great. That area needed that shot in the arm, too, from uh, from there. Just like what Wiley did with the stretch pizza and that block there to wake it yeah, up again. It's true. So it's you know, Danielle's opening across from Wiley with his place. So I feel like, yeah, you're right. It's filling in now. It's good. It's going to be incredible that area. Yeah. Great. All right. Good to talk to you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a great holiday. You too. Bye.